Guys, welcome back to the next. We have someone with us that has already been with us, Jay. Jay yeah. from South Africa. Mm-hmm. We have Jordan as well. Yeah, I've been, I've been here a couple of times, I think. Yeah, a couple of times. Probably. Are you sure? Uh, let me count one, two. 13. Yeah, I've been Ish. here. I don't know how many. Yeah. I don't know what we're on. <laughs> uh-huh. That's a decent amount. Guys, of if you're not already, make sure you're following us on Instagram at the next NXT is how you spell next dot tv it rhymes and then now we also have a youtube channel jordan we do so make sure you subscribe to that hit the bell for the notifications and and you know what the cool thing about the youtube channel is what's that that means that every time we go live across the tv network (gasps) across facebook (gasps) we also are on youtube so if you missed it on friday you can go back and watch the entire of the next live that's awesome which is our once a week production um hosted by none other than nal and jade back in south africa and uh co-hosted by jade and shanti as well and jordan yes how often will those be posted probably um once a week (laughs) once a week guys it's gonna be posted i was like every friday i thought for a second this was a trick question and i was like oh geez i don't know (laughs) (laughs) and uh if you're in the u.s if you're in Florida, where we're at, I'm not going to yeah, pretend I that US. I don't know all the time zones. All but if you're in Florida, yeah. we will be going live Fridays at 11 a.m. till 1. Yes. And then if you're in South Africa, that's 6? Six? 6? Six? Jay, help us. 6 to 8? Oh, wait, we haven't welcomed uh-huh. you. Jay, Jay, Josiah. how are you doing? Josiah, nice He's to have welcome. you back on the show. <laughs> welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. Semi. Doing well. Thanks. Okay, now on to the here. question. What yeah. time is it? So it'll be 6 p.m. in South Africa. Okay, thank you. Yeah. All right, so that's it. And then, then 4 p.m. in the UK. In the UK for yeah, those of you right. who are I'm watching. That's right. I'm going to pretend Faith didn't just signal me the time. That was not. To- that was totally planned. I'm yeah, so glad exactly. this is not a TV show. So, <laughs> also, there's something else I need to say. What was it? I can't remember. Okay. Well, I, it's going to come to me. We'll come back to that when it we'll does happen back. then. All right, so today we have with us on the podcast, none other than Josiah again. We've really welcomed you. That's what it was. Um, if you are starting this episode and have no idea who <laughs> Jay is, go back to Jay's testimony. You can find it somewhere in the podcast app. It will, it will be there on, on the Faith app itself as well. Exactly. So Josiah, we spoke a lot last time about your um, your personal testimony. And That's then right. it mm-hmm. kind of ended up morphing into a little bit of how we kind of redeemed our relationship and it was and then following that the call of god on your life and how you got called into ministry um and it was powerful i i thought it's amazing and i think it's just awesome to see a life especially for someone as close to me as you which i don't think they get much closer um if i'm going to be completely honest it'd be weird um that would be pretty weird and um (laughs) exactly (laughs) And, and and to be honest, I think it's an it's an amazing story of God's redemption, and then how incredibly awesome God is. That's right. To then yeah. take someone who was running away from ministry, not only ministry, running away from God, running away from church, running away from mm-hmm. from everything, anything pertaining to the word, anything <laughs> pertaining to to God Himself. That's right. Uh-huh. And avoiding it like the plague, and now being set on fire, turned around and running in the other direction yeah. at 150 miles an hour. And I want nothing but. I exactly. want nothing but the fulfillment of Scripture and, and so to live in it. to that, I can say, all the glory be to God. And I think that happens to be exactly what we're going to be talking that about is, today. To Jay. God be the glory. What and, a coincidence. And, you know, that's <laughs> really the basis of this is, you know, if we read in the New Testament, read where Paul writes and he says... To God be the glory and make grace and peace be upon you and your family. Amen. Yeah. And that's how he ends all the books that he writes. Yeah. I mean, he wrote two-thirds. 
Yeah. So, I mean, we read that and it's just Paul giving God all the glory. And it's really a matter of when we walk in the streets, we don't want people to see us. I mean, I know that's our desire. All yeah. of us. We, yeah. we, we can, all of us can agree on that point that we do not want the glory. We do not want people to see us. We want people when we come in contact with them that they experience Jesus. Yes. And Jesus only to experience who he is, to experience his love, his compassion, his grace, his peace, his joy. We want to spew that forth. Come we on. want that to come forth from every part of our being, from every single pore in us. And that's, that's really what we're going to be talking about today. Exactly. And I think that's powerful because what we'll see with that um, is not only a generation that isn't afraid to mirror what the, the Gospels showed or mirror what the New Testament proved yeah. was possible, yeah. but it's a generation that'll see change take place. That's right. Amen. That is, we, we are the generation that is going to be walking in the fulfillment of Scripture. We're going to be walking in the fulfillment of the promises, the fulfillment of His glory, mm-hmm. of His manifest presence. We, we are going to walk in that. We are going to see Scripture fulfilled in every area of our lives. I feel that so strong. That is a, that's a personal conviction of mine and a personal prayer. Lord, fulfill your Scripture. Let me be the fulfillment of Scripture. Yeah. Let me see the fulfillment of Scripture. Amen. Yeah, exactly. And I think when that happens, when that happens, when you finally see a generation stand up and take their sure. rightful place, and you see a generation show nothing but love and Jesus to other people, mm-hmm. Only one person gets the glory. That's right. Amen. Only one. Only one. And if people never know who Josiah is, if people never know who Jordan is, if people never know who Eric is, then we've done something right because they then know Jesus. Exactly. And that's what we know. Jesus is the most famous person in the world. Yeah. But I'm here to make him famous. Amen. I want to make his name known. I want to make, I want people to just know Jesus. Who cares about Josiah? I don't care if no one knows me in this world, but if they know Jesus, I've done something right. And if I speak and people don't hear Jesus, and when I finish speaking, they can speak more about Josiah than Jesus, I failed. Yeah. Hmm. I can confidently say I have failed because I want people to know Jesus. So good. That's what I want them to encounter. And that comes from the glory being manifest on us. And we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. We're gonna dive into that. And I mean, our first scripture is in Exodus 4, 10 through 12, where it says, Then Moses said to the Lord, O my Lord, I am not eloquent, neither before nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I am slow of speech and slow of tongue. So the Lord said to him, Who has made man's mouth? (laughs) Or who makes the mute, the deaf, the seeing, or the blind? Have not I the Lord? Verse 12. Now, therefore, go, and I will be with your mouth and teach you what you shall say. And that comes from us being in the presence, being obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit, listening to him at all times, not listening to ourselves, not listening to our own will, but purely following the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's where we have to be. We have to follow that. And Exodus 17, 12 says, but Moses' hands became heavy. Now, this is Moses in the wilderness. It says, so they became heavy. So they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and the other on the other side. And his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And that's what we have to realize. We have to realize that it's, we need people around us. You know, we, we know the age-old saying of you become the three people you hang around. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You become that. We need people 
like Aaron and her, who are going to be there to lift our hands up when we get tired, when we, when we grow weary. We have people who are going to be there to lift us up, lift us up to continue glorifying the name of God, continue making Jesus famous. We have to reach that point where we are putting people around us, where we're establishing ourselves with friends and family around us who have like-minded goals in life to make Jesus famous, to just make the name of Jesus known, not worrying about their own agendas, not worrying about what they want, but purely concerned about Jesus, making him known, making his name famous. And that's where we have to be. Come on. And Exodus um, 20, it's yeah, Exodus 24, 18, it says, So then Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain, and Moses was on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. And 25 verse 1 says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Moses entered the cloud to hear God. Moses entered the cloud and then he heard God. And we're going to jump over to Exodus 33, where it speaks on um, really just continuing to speak on Moses and Moses in the presence. Moses in, you know, following the will of God, following who God is. And it's 33 verse 12 through 23. It says, so then Moses said to God, see, you say to me, bring up this people, but you have not let me know whom you're you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore I pray, if I have not, if I have found grace in your sight, not not found grace, if I have found grace mm -hmm. in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people. And he said, my presence, this is God speaking, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. And he said, Please show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, You cannot see my face, for no man shall see my face and live. And the Lord said, Here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. So it shall be, while my glory passes by, that I will put you in the cleft of the rock, and you, and will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand, and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. <laughs> Moses' prayer, when he spoke to God, was that God will go with them will go with the Israelites as they enter the promised land so that they will be separate from the Gentiles, that they'll be separate from the people so that people will see that God is what they need, that they will notice the difference. And that's how we have to be. We have to enter the cloud of the glory. We have to enter the cloud of his presence on a continuous basis. And when you read Exodus, you're going to get seven points. Well, I got seven points, which I'm going to share with you. Mm -hmm. Moses started with a decision and a desire for more of God. He started with a, 
from a point where he wanted God, where he wanted more of God, where he wanted more of the glory, where he wanted, he wanted to go to that next level. He had the desire. He then went up the mount, up Mount Sinai, and he entered into the presence, which was the cloud, for 40 days and 40 nights. In the cloud, he heard and he listened to God. He didn't just listen to God. He didn't just, you know, the words went in one ear, out the other ear. Yeah. No, he heard and he listened. He took it to heart. He then exited the presence, exited the cloud, but he took it with him. He took the glory with him. When he descended from the mount, the people only saw the glory upon his face. They saw that first. They saw that which set him apart. They saw the glory that so shone upon his face. Number six, he humbled himself and he covered himself with a veil. He humbled himself before the Lord. And number seven, this is my favorite. He spoke only the words that his father spoke. He spoke the word. He spoke that which God gave to him. And that's what we have to be. We have to reach that point where we only speak in that which God speaks. Where we speak in the word. We eat, sleep, breathe the word. Mm -hmm. That's what we have to reach in our life. I love that. And I think to touch on two points, I won't touch on all seven, I promise. But to touch on two points that you said um, with the desire and his presence. Mm -hmm. The funny thing about that is what I have seen and what I've been reading is that every time someone got hungry... God traded their hunger for his presence. That's right. And with that, just what you said in, in 33 verse 12, it speaks about how God, God is willing to send an angel. That's and right. Moses says, I don't want an angel. I want you. I want yeah. your presence. Because how else mm -hmm. are we to be distinguished from all those that's amongst right. the earth? And that's the crazy thing is God is in this time now looking for a generation who won't compromise, mm -hmm. who aren't going to say, all right, we'll come to church if it's trendy. Yeah. We'll come to church for a one-hour service. You want to be in and out and then leave us for the rest of our weekend. Right. Let's, you know, we'll come to church if it doesn't mean changing our life. God is waiting for a generation who would rise up and say, we are hungry for your presence. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. what we desire more than anything because your presence is what marks us as being different. <laughs> That's on. how we can walk around in stores and people look at us and That's why right. are they happy? That's why right. do they have peace during an e economic downturn? Mm -hmm. Why are they not afraid of sickness That's right. when, you know, when the world is falling apart and everyone's wearing masks and everyone's panicking? And to have this difference and be marked by that person. Like when you meet someone like today, I had so many encounters with people today that could have irritated me. Yeah. And could have, I could have <laughs> looked at them and been like, why are you grumpy? Why do you have like, and then it affects me. But instead, I was like, I'm different. Yeah. I'm different. Not because Jordan. Jordan didn't do anything. That's right. But because of Jesus. And right. Jesus, say, he gave everything to save me. And yeah. then he marked me with his presence. Yeah. That's right. And that's what I choose to, to carry around. That's right. And when you live like that, you follow um, Ephesians 4 verse 1, where Paul says, brother, I beseech you, please, above all things, that's live right. worthy of the life you were called that's to right. live. Yeah. Live that's worthy right. of the call. That's right. And Moses set himself apart. I mean, we read, we read Exodus 34, verse 29, where it says, Now it was so when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, that Moses did not know that the skin of his face shone while he talked with God. <laughs> so when Moses, so when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone, and they were afraid to come near him. He was set apart. Yeah. He was different. He was different from them. He was different from the Israelites. Afterward, all the children of Israel came near and he gave them as commandments all that the Lord had spoken with him on Mount Sinai. <laughs> he spoke that which the father spoke to him. 
And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. He humbled himself because he only wanted them to know God. He did not want them to know Moses. But whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would take the veil off until he came out. And he would come out and speak to the children of Israel whatever had been commanded. Once again, he only spoke that which God spoke to him. And what, whenever the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone, then Moses would put the veil on his face again until he went in to speak with him. Hmm. Moses spoke that which God commanded him to speak. Moses entered the cloud. The glory shone. It's what set him apart. You know, the word says that Jesus is the light of the world. Mm-hmm. It says that Jesus is the light of the world, and we are to be as a city that's set on a hill that cannot be hidden. If we just think on that for a moment, think on a, of the cities of that day. They were surrounded by desert. They were surrounded by, by just flat, empty desert. Dunes and dunes, miles and miles. And when someone is in this desert and they see a city, they run to it. Mm-hmm. If you think about that, they run to it. They run to it because there's security, there's warmth. There's safety, there's food, there's water, there's, there's a bed, there's everything they need. There's security. All of that is there in the city. So they run. You know, I look at this and I think the city is salvation. Yeah. Mm. The city is salvation. And the desert is the people who live without salvation. We are to be as a city that sits in the hill that cannot be hidden. We are to reflect salvation. The fullness of God. We are to reflect that so that the people who do not have it will run to us and say, I want that. I want that which you have. I want that which you carry. I want that peace you have. I want that joy you have. I want that prosperity you have. I want that blessing that you live in. Mm-hmm. That peace that you live in, that peace that surpasses all understanding that the word says to us. That's where they want to live. And they will see that on us. That's what will set us apart. And we are set apart for such a time as this. We have to get a boldness in this season for the things of God, for the things of His Word, for the promises of His Word, for the fulfillment of who He is. A bold, a supernatural boldness. And that's, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing more and more people who are walking out in that boldness, who are walking out in the fullness of Scripture. Hmm. That's so good. You know, I've had the blessing to see a couple of kids that I've known, like, for a long time, like, get baptized in the Holy Ghost. And you can physically see the glow on their face when they come out of that first encounter with the Lord. And there is such a shift and change in their face that you know this is no longer who they used to be. It's such a beautiful thing that I will never get over. And we were talking about the the hunger for the presence. And something I love so much about the presence, it's when we hunger, he gives us his presence. But when we get his presence, we hunger for more. That's right. <laughs> it's like a hunger that never runs out. And just every right. time you get back in that presence, you just want more. And that's right. He has more to give. That's right. You know, it's it's a thing of the angels. The angels that are next to God on his throne. Yeah. Yeah. When they look at him, they say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. <laughs> on repeat. Because every time they look at God, they see a new side of God. <laughs> there is so much to God, we will never be able to comprehend it. So good. And the word says that God will grant us the desires of our heart. But if we do not have the desire, he has nothing to grant us. Yeah. 
Come on. He has nothing to grant us if we do not desire it. So if we do not desire his presence, we will not experience his presence. If we do not desire the fulfillment of scripture, we will not see the fulfillment of scripture. <laughs> if we do not desire healing, we will not experience healing. Uh, it hmm. starts with desire. That's how Moses entered the cloud. He had the desire. He had the desire for more of God. And we are the city who have salvation. We are that city. And we have to continue to operate at the level where we are shining salvation at all times so that we are not hidden, so that God is not hidden, so that His glory is not hidden. And you may be wondering, well, how do we do this? How do I, how do I get to that point where I can now walk out and be that city? How can I shine the light of Jesus? And there's three points. You have to make a decision that you want to live in the presence. Yeah. You want to live in the presence. You know, Adam and Eve, they walked in the presence and Jesus walked among them. Yeah. Jesus walked with them in the presence. The garden was the presence. They walked in constant communion and constant fellowship with God. That's where they lived. And because of sin, because of unbelief, we now have to go through with a desire. Firstly, we have to desire that we want to live in the presence. We have to desire that because we need to work at getting into the presence, that we need to work to be at the consciousness of Him at all times. So good. That's what we have to be. Number two, we have to choose to live out the Word. Yeah. Above everything, we have to live the Word. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm -hmm. When we live out the Word, God will be made known. Hmm. The glory will be unto God. Number three, we have to operate at all times under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We have to live in obedience. You know, I heard today that even 99% obedience is still <laughs> disobedience. Mm -hmm. We have to walk out in full obedience to the voice of the Holy Spirit, to His voice, to His guidance, to His instructions at all times. That's where we have to go. We have to choose that. And you know, we are made in the image of God. God is love. Therefore, we are made to love. Yeah. And oh so my good. gosh, it's like, that's exactly what I've been praying about this entire week. And just, just think about that. Cause when you come, when it comes down to the end, it, it, it's what is going to make us do this? Sure. What is going yeah. to empower us to do this? Because sure. there's no desire on earth strong enough for us to walk out the way God's called us to walk out. There's nothing, sure. there's nothing strong enough except to live as the word lived. And yeah, when right. it says that in the beginning there was the word, the word was with God, then the word became flesh and mm -hmm. dwelt among us. Yeah. So what it's saying is not only do you need to be living, eating and breathing the word, yeah. but you need to be living as Jesus did. That's right. When yeah. Jesus came right. to the earth. And Jesus was motivated through love and compassion. We read that all throughout the gospels. Yeah. That's what that was his motivation. And if we want to walk as Jesus walked, now the word says that greater things than these shall you do. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to walk out and do greater things in his name. But it starts with walking out through love and compassion. Exactly. Just like he did. That's right. And the Bible yeah. does not say that Jesus was moved by convenience. No. It was Jesus was moved by compassion. That's right. And so with, the, with the love for people that God can give you, that's how you can see that people they have a boldness. One of my favorite things of scripture, um, passage of scripture that I, I read this week, um, my mom touched on it earlier, is um, it's Acts 4.23. Yeah. And it speaks about how Paul and um, Peter and, and John had just been released from prison. And the church found out that they were almost killed because of preaching the gospel. And, they, and their response was, 
you judge in your own hearts, how are we supposed to not speak about what we've seen and heard? Talking about the love of God. The church's response to that blew me away. And I felt, I was like, this is the level of love for other people who don't know Jesus we need in order to change the world. You see, the response was, they didn't say, okay, God, well, we understand that, you know, not everything's gonna be perfect, but you can protect us from everything. Yeah. That wasn't the response or that, you know, God, everything's being fine. And, and then just like, can you help us with the situation? Their prayer was, God, we understand that we are under attack. God, mm. we understand persecution, but God, you know, with this election, can you please make it easier for us? No, they didn't say that. They said, oh, no, God, you know, please, this new president, can you can you just yeah. fix it? Or God, fix this country or fix the corruption in the yeah. country or please take away COVID so we can go out and minister. Please fix the economy so I don't have a risk of losing my job. Or God, please fix the my family members that I don't feel like talking to about God because they're weird. Or please fix the friends that judge me at small groups. Or please fix the church I go to because it's an inconvenience or the pastor speaks, you know, a little different to what I like. Their prayer was not for convenience. They had a hunger for God's presence and they had a desire for other people to encounter God's love that was strong enough for them to say, God, we know we are yeah. risking everything. Yeah. Yeah. But that's fine. Our one prayer is that you give us more boldness to yeah. preach this gospel. Yeah. Yeah. My, my biggest desire too is just to see this generation just so in love with his presence. I truly believe we're going to see this generation be walking like a bunch of Catherine Coleman's around. Yes. Like I, I love her Amen. so much. Like the, the love she had for the presence, when she'd walk into a room, she wouldn't even have to lay hands That's on right. people. People would get healed because she was so consumed by the presence of God That's that right. I followed her everywhere she went. That's right. She'd go and stay in hotels, walking up the stairs, grab the guardrail. The people behind yeah. her holding onto the guardrail would That's fall right. out on the spirit. She'd That's stay right. in the top of the hotel, be praying the presence that God would fall in the hotel and people would be laid out in the spirit all throughout right. the hotel. Like that's a generation we're going to see. That's right. We're going and to you know, see that. We we have the ability to change our atmospheres. Yeah. yeah. Because the spirit of God is above all. God is above all. Therefore, if the spirit of God enters a room, there's no other spirit that can be there at the same time. <laughs> Come on. Because he is the dominant spirit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. when we think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They got thrown into the fire because they would not bow their knee before the king. Yeah. Hmm. And, you know, they, they did not bow their knee. So the king called his two greatest soldiers, mighty men of valor, the word says, called them. They took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were, might I say, teenagers. Yeah. They were teenagers. They were not old men. They were not mature men. They were teenagers like us. They were teenagers and they got thrown into the fire. But the, the fire was so hot. This, this is what we read. The fire was so hot that the guys died. The mighty men of valor died. Now, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I firmly believe because they knew the authority that they walked out in, that the authority that is in heaven, that we have on earth to trample on serpents' heads, that as they entered that fire, the fire changed into the fire of the glory because Jesus was there because they said that there was a fourth man in the fire. The fire had to change. It was no longer a fire of just a natural fire, but it was a fire of God. (laughs) And they changed the atmosphere. It's just like when we walk into a room, depression has to leave. Anxiety has to leave. Sickness dies. Sickness dies because we enter that room and sickness, the spirit of sickness, the spirit of illness cannot be there because God is there. God is the dominant spirit. Amen. 
Colossians 3 verse 4 says, When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. There is no life apart from God. God is our life. God is our source of life. We have to make sure that we are constantly attached to him. You know, just as grapes stay attached to the vine as their source, we have to stay attached to God as our source. Yeah. Because we came out of God. God is our source of life. That's where we have to be. Exactly. And if, if greater is he who is in me than he who is exactly. in the world, then if the fire inside of me that's right. is hotter than the fire outside, that's right. I can't get burned. That's right. And that's the craziest thing is like at the end of the day, and I heard, I heard this once. If you're getting yourself into a situation where your faith is being tested, and I'm not talking about the whole, like, whenever I heard, is your faith being tested? I always thought, like, okay, so if someone walks up and says, God's not real. <laughs> I'm like, that is not true at all. Yeah. Because you have an opportunity every single day with every interaction you ever have from the day, from the, the, the minute you wake up to the minute you put your head on the pillow to go back to bed. You have an entire day to prove you know Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That is when your faith is tested. That is when you have a Come trial. On. It's not a negative thing. It's not a, oh my gosh, I'm, I feel like a victim right now. I'm, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to collapse. I feel like the whole world's against me. That doesn't matter. You've been given another day, another 24 hour period to prove to the world that you know Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so then when you encounter someone who is maybe getting on your nerves and that, then mm-hmm. you got to think to yourself as like, well, if you died, and then you have dead in Christ and, ra- and raised up with him again. And when you said just like that, when Christ was raised, we were raised with him. Then how are you going to respond? Do you have nerves anymore? Yeah. Did, or did, did Jesus die to take that away so that you don't have to be offended? Yeah. Then when someone irritates you or someone owes you something or when someone gives you attitude, is God's blood that he shed on the cross for you sufficient to cover them as well? Is his grace that was covered you, yeah. is that sufficient for them as well? Mm-hmm. How are you going to live? Are you going to live like, and I love how you quoted um, in Colossians, it says here as well, uh, just a couple chapters later than that, speaking of the exact same thing, because we are to become a new creation in Christ. Therefore, it says, as the elect of God, as God's chosen people, yeah. holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long suffering. Therefore, bear with one another and forgive another. For if anyone has a complaint against any of you, even as Christ forgave you, you must do as well. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. That's right. That's right. And we have to, you know, it says in, in, I I believe it's Isaiah where it says, incline your ear to my sayings, hear me so that your soul may live. (laughs) Hear me so that you may live. If we're not hearing God, we're not living then we are apart from Him. We're not in Him. And it says, when, when we live in the presence, we will ourselves experience the fullness of Christ. We will experience the fullness of peace, the fullness of joy, the fullness of love, the fullness of grace. Every aspect of God we will experience the fullness of because we are in His presence. God mm-hmm. is omnipresent. We read that He's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end. He's all around us. We read in the Passion Translation, we read all throughout Psalms, Proverbs, He is the wraparound God, the yes. wraparound presence. Yes. All around us. He's there, but are we aware of him? Is the question we have to ask ourselves. And we can only give what we have. So if we have not received the fullness of God, the revelation of his word, we will not be able to give it out to others and will not be able to shine the light of Jesus. We have to receive it for ourselves. We have to receive that love. We have to receive that grace, that peace, that joy, that kindness before we are able to give it out. 
Because we can't give something we don't know. We can't give something we haven't experienced. Yeah. Mm. We have to. That's why it's so important for us to get into the word daily. If we want this, there's three things we have to do. Get into the word daily. Pray in tongues and pray in a known language. And walk out our lives as worship. Yeah. Mm. Worship in, is anything that honors God. Anything that pleases Him. Anything that is in yeah. concordance to His scriptures. You know, we, we are told to partake of the feast. And in the Passion Translation, in, we will read Psalms 23 verse 5. It says, you, talking about God. Become my delicious feast. Even when my enemies dare to fight, you anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit and you give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. <laughs> you become my delicious feast. You know, if we think of a feast in the natural, a feast in the natural has every nutritional thing we need. It fulfills us. It fulfills our inner desires, fulfills our flesh. It just fulfills us. It, it gives us that which we need, gives us energy, gives us strength. That's what, that's what it gives us. And if we think of God, it's the same with our spirits. God is our delicious feast. In the beginning was yeah. the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Yeah. When we read the Word, when we partake of His feast, that's when we begin to live. That's when our spirits get fed. When we partake of the feast of the Lord, His Word, we will be fulfilled. Every desire will be satisfied. And we will walk out with complete satisfaction. <laughs> that's when we'll experience satisfaction. People will see the satisfaction. Once again, that's what will set us apart. Yeah. They will see that. They will run to that. That's what you were talking on earlier. You were talking on that satisfaction that people are going to notice. They're going to notice that satisfaction. And they will see the glory upon you as you walk out, as you reside in His presence. Yes. That's what they will see. They will see the glory. You know, we, in, the, in the Old Testament, we read about the tabernacle. Yeah. The tabernacle had three sections to it. The outer court, the inner court, and the holy of holies. The, the outer court was lit by you know, natural light, lit by the sun. The yeah. inner court was lit by the lampstand. The holy of holies, however, was lit by his glory. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we live. We live in the holy of holies. We live in his glory. We live in his presence. We are set apart. We are different. We are set apart to walk out in the street. And when people see us, they see the glory upon our face. Just as when Moses came down and the Israelites saw him and Aaron saw him. That they did not see Moses, but they saw the glory that shone upon his face. They saw God first before they saw Moses. Wow. That's, where we, that's where we should be. That's my personal prayer. That's my personal desire is that people do not see me, but they yeah. see the glory. They see yeah. God. They yeah. experience God. You know, I was talking to Eric about this earlier. When, I, you know, when, when we walk into the dome one day, I was talking to Jordan as well about this. You know, when we walk into the dome one day and it's filled with 11,000 people, hmm. if they don't see me, but they see Jesus, I'm happy. I don't yeah. want them to see me. When I speak, I do not want them to hear me. <laughs> I want them to hear Jesus. I want them to experience Jesus, not Josiah, wow. Jesus. We reside in the Holy of Holies. That's where the glory of God was. We have to choose that we will continue to reside there above all. That that is where we want, that, that's where we want to live. We don't want the glory for ourselves. But instead, we want God to get all the glory. Yeah. 
We do not want to take it for ourselves. Yeah. We do not, because when we take it for ourselves, we're putting ourselves at the same level of, as God. That's what Satan tried. That's what Lucifer tried, and he got kicked out of heaven. <laughs> he tried to put himself on that same level, on that same, that same position as God. But we don't want that. We want God to get the glory. We don't want the glory. We don't want that. And if you want to shine the glory as Moses did, where the Israelites saw the glory upon his face before they saw him, we have to do the following. And I'm going to read it. It says, make a decision that this is what you want. Yeah. Choose that you want this. Choose that you want this. Because there's that, a cost. There is a cost. The, you, you might lose. I've lost friends yeah. after the decisions Absolutely. I've made because of what God said to me. I've lost friends. But God, I found fulfillment in God, not in man. So there's sacrifices you're going to have to make. And the Bible says to make that clear first. Yes. And the Bible says that, you know, lest some man decide to build something, not count the cost and only get halfway. That's right. And then have people laugh at him. That's yeah. the thing when it comes to this is the greatest honor it, there is. Yeah. From that to know God and then to show people that mm -hmm. you know God. That's right. But if you're not willing to now and take point number one, count the cost. That's right. What is it going to cost you mm -hmm. to get so consumed with his presence and his love for people? That your life looks different, yeah. that doesn't happen. You can't have the same life and it look different. Yeah. It has to change. And the word says that they shall know us by our fruit. Yeah. So when we walk out in scripture, when we begin to see scripture fulfilled, that's our fruit. The fruit is scripture being fulfilled. So we will be known by God. <laughs> People will know God and not us. The fruit is what sets us apart. The second point is that you have to choose that you are going to live in the presence. You're going to choose that you're going to walk around with the awareness of him, yeah. the awareness of who he is, his omnipresence. You know, John 1 verse 32, it says that as Jesus came up from the water, this is when John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus. When Jesus came up from the water, the heavens opened up and the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus like a dove and remained. Yeah. So if we think about that, if we think about a dove, if we think about a bird, a parrot, anything, we think about it on our shoulders. And when we walk in the streets, we walk anywhere. We're walking with the consciousness of this bird. We're walking around knowing that it's there. So we don't breathe too heavy. We don't shout. We don't scream. We don't jump. We don't do anything because we are aware of the bird. That is the same as living in the presence and living with the Holy Spirit as our guide. We're constantly aware of it. Anything we do, we know it's there. We know that the Holy Spirit is there. We know the Holy Spirit is speaking. We know that the Holy Spirit has a will. And we, we're walking out in the consciousness of that. Number three, we have to hear and listen to the voice of God, your Father. We have to listen. Like we said earlier, 99% obedience is still disobedience. Yeah. We have to hear God. We have to go out. We have to act on that. Number four, we have to humble ourselves to a point where we have killed the flesh. Yeah. Where we no longer want to live with the flesh, with the fleshly desires. But our desire is God. Our desire is His Word. Our desire is His Scriptures. Our desire is His promises, His blessings, His prosperity. That's our desire. That we want, that we no longer want to please the flesh because we know that in God is the fullness of satisfaction. It's the fullness of Him. It's the fullness of peace, joy, love, grace, knowledge, wisdom. It's the fullness of Him is in God. And we have to get to the point where we only speak the words that our Father speaks. 
where we no longer walk out in the streets and we say what we want in the flesh, where we just let our tongues rattle off. But instead, we have so much of the word in us that it's like a cup that overflows. That instead of our words coming out, instead of our fleshly desires coming out, instead of what we can humanly comprehend coming out, we speak that which the Father spoke. And it's when we do these five things that we, when we choose to live in concordance to these five things, that people will always see God and His glory and not us. <laughs> we have to choose that that's what we want. We have to choose that we want to live in the presence, that we want to walk out with the awareness of the Holy Spirit on us like a dove, that we want to walk out and we want to speak only that which God speaks, that we want to see the fulfillment of Scripture, walk out in the promises of Him. When we do that, when we live in the presence, that is when the glory will shine upon our face and people will see that and God will get the glory. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And if we can be a generation that is willing right. to die to self and a generation that is willing for God to get the glory right. and people see nothing but Jesus in That's our right. lives, we'll be the generation that turns this world upside down. That's right. Then we, then we have been that generation that's been set apart for such a time as this. That's us. Because yeah. that, that's us. That's, that's what we want. We want people to know Jesus. We want people to encounter Jesus. We want people to be set on fire. That is like a forest fire. Every single person is a spark. And when a forest fire gets going, it gets going. <laughs> the sparks go and it continues to light and light and light. It goes, goes, goes. And that's what we are. We want to be forest fire. For God, yeah. Yeah. we want to be sparks going in every, you know, every area, every aspect of life. Yeah, yeah. We want to be that spark. We want to walk into a shop and we want people to say, "Wow, wow, what just happened? Who was he? So, hmm. Something just changed." We want to go to to a cashier. We want to pay for our groceries, and we want them to encounter Jesus. Yeah. yeah. We want, we want to be walking. We want to have a person stand behind us and have a cast fall off their legs because their leg was broken. But because we carry that presence with us, it gets healed. Yeah. Immediate. We want that cast to fall off. And we have to do that. We have to walk out in obedience to Him. It's when we're in obedience to Him that we will see these things happen. Yeah. And we will. I believe we will see this world turned upside down for Jesus. It's so good. Like the last day, the Lord's been talking to me about this the last day so much and we've touched on it now twice that 99% being obedient is still disobedience that's right. that that's not just for set things in our life that's for walking out the word that's right. walking out the word to the fullness he's yeah. really been dealing with me on that and like this generation will be obedient to his word 100% we will see scripture fulfilled through our lives amen I believe that. I believe that with all that's within me, yeah. Yeah. that I will see Scripture fulfilled. Yeah. And I love every day looking to see which Scripture I'm fulfilling today, which Scripture is being revealed in my life today. That's so good. Which part of Jesus is somebody seeing in me today? Which side of Him is being made famous? <laughs> I love seeing that, and I love walking, you know, walking in a shop and and being obedient to God, or even just walking in the streets. God saying, "Go pray for that person." Yeah. You're going and praying for them. And to, you know, it was the other day, um, Jade, Pastor Jade and myself, we, we did a Facebook broadcast and we just began to flow with the Holy Spirit. And Jade and I, we've got the testimony of a person who said that day 
they were driving to commit suicide. <laughs> but because we were obedient to the Holy Spirit, they said they encountered Jesus. Yeah, and I think it'll happen because I believe this is the fearless generation. Absolutely. I believe 100%. we are the people that will bring glory to God. Absolutely. Because we're the next and we're here to inspire this generation. We're here to expand the kingdom of God by equipping the church.